and welcome to Coffee with Jesus. This is your host, Sarah Vandriel, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Todd Uly. Hi, Todd. Hi, Sarah. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. So today, Todd and I are going to talk about the question of how do we hear God in a world full of so much noise? I don't know about you, Todd, but I know that I hear lots of voices, lots of ideas, lots of thoughts every day. And one of the things that's just been on my heart recently is how do I separate out God's voice from all the other voices? Oh, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, And I think that there's so much vying for our attention, you know, these days, um, whether it's uh, the different people in our lives or the different roles we play or um, the different uh, technologies and, you know, different things calling for our attention. We have lots of people willing to give us advice on what they think is right for us <laughs> um, <laughs> and what we should do next or what we shouldn't do next. And so I just found myself in this last little bit trying to focus in on how do we find that voice that is the truth and what's right for me. So with that, I'm going to jump in that as I really started to um, to ponder on this and think about it, I went back to the very first place that we have to go if we want to hear God's voice is that we have to seek him. You know me and you know that I have around my, my uh, thoughts in scripture here. So there were three particular scriptures here that stood out to me. Uh, the first one's from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. Uh, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The second, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. And then the last, um, James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. When we think about seeking God in in today's world, it really is kind of honing in on that relationship and and focusing attention and and kind of thinking of what's the message I continually want to share with others in my life. And that is that I want to be the me that God created me to be, right? Um, And so when I come back to that focus, I want to be the me that God created me to be, then I really want to know um, his opinion on the (laughs) <laughs> the things that I should do next. I want to hear his voice. Right, right. So when we say seek, I think in that case, I'm, I'm um, for the sake of, of today's discussion, at least going to focus that on having some attention, having some focus on paying attention, looking for, listening for the the things that God might have to tell us. Um. So then I want to jump in next to... What are some of the spiritual practices that we engage in that open up the opportunity for God's voice um, in our life? And the very first I think we have to start with is is reading scripture. So as I grew up, my uh, grandmother was a huge spiritual mentor in my life, and she would read multiple times a day from the Bible. She would talk about how important it was to read from your Bible. Of course, growing up, I just was like, well, that's one more thing I got to do. Like, I'm not quite sure how this is all applicable to me. It's like written in this older language and and I'm not really sure, but I get the 
message of who God is, right? And I think, um, you know, as I got older, as that scripture came alive, and one of the things I love about some of Evie's spiritual teachers is they bring the Bible alive, you know, um, make it applicable really early. But I think that the scriptures, sometimes we don't even have to be seeking a particular one. There, there have been times where, you know, I just will pick up something to guide me towards a scripture, whether it's a devotional book or whether it's a new version on my phone that gives you a verse a day, right. you know? And it's right. amazing the number of times I read a scripture and I was like, I need to hear that. Or I think that was meant for me. <laughs> No, I hear you. And, you know, when I do my own quiet time, I always start by reading Psalm 91. And then um, I've got my own. It's it's not quite the Bible in, in one year. It's more like the Bible in three or four years. But I read just one chapter, you know, and I go through, you know, the next day I'll be the next chapter and just one chapter at a time. And there there have been so many times where just just following the chapters in logical order. I was like, wow, I, I really needed to hear that today. And it's funny because for, for Lent, I didn't actually give anything up this year. What I did instead was I went through and instead of reading just one chapter, I would read two chapters. It was so much more impactful. And like you said, just it's almost random because you never really know what chapter you're going to read on what day. But still, more often than not, I'm like, wow, I I really needed to hear that today. And it's just amazing how God can do that. I totally agree. I was, and, and that's exactly kind of what I got thinking about reading scripture. Like when we just open the book and read it, like he will talk to us, um, yep. in, in, in the way that we need to hear. So the idea of when you open it up, like the scripture can talk to you, just he will talk to you through, through what comes out. That's awesome. The second one that comes to mind is prayer. So I know you and I've talked a lot about prayer. And, and I think I shared in the Be Still podcast that I pray very differently um, today than I used to. I think I've always had some gratitude in the prayer and a lot of like the, um, you know, help me through the situation. But a, a distinct change that I'll get into in a, in a future pro, um, podcast. But just thinking um, about when I pray, my prayer is now always for God's will. Um, mm-hmm. It's what is your will for me? Because I know that his will for me is greater than anything that I can even imagine. That when I ask for that, um, that that's indeed what I really want. And a lot of times as I'm praying for his will and thinking through things that might be challenging or, or hard, I get a lot of clarity on what it is that I actually want, which at the end of the day, I think it's God's voice saying, you know, like, this is the truth of what's best next. And it's not always that easy. You don't always get the answers right away. Or the answers you want. (laughs) Or the answers you want. Exactly. But when you have that that openness, um, and the prayer is that connection, right? It it opens up the the opportunity for the communication. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, and it's funny because sometimes when I do pray for what God's will is, one of the indications for me that it's God's will is especially if it's something I don't want. And I, I've got, oh man, I could spend a whole episode just on examples <laughs> for that. But I think it's really smart, I think, just to to pray for what is God's will, because, you know, a lot of times it may not be what we want, but it is always what we need. And there was one time 
this was when we were still living in Florida and we were going to be taking a vacation up here to Gatlinburg. And I was praying about whether or not I should see, you know, my parents and my siblings on the way. And I'm going to be honest, I really didn't want to. But as I was praying about it, I felt like God was really leading me to just to go see them. And I, I could kind of tell, okay, this is really not something I want to do. And I know that sounds bad, but it was something I needed to do. And it was actually really good that I could take my wife and my kids, not just on vacation, but also to take them to see, you know, their cousins and their grandparents. And, um, and actually, you know, we only spent one day with them, but it, it turned out to be really beneficial for everybody involved. So, you know, it's not always what we want, but it's pretty much always what we need. I can't agree more. And I think there's a podcast at, at some point on those prayers that are answered in the way that we don't don't want them to be. But that's a, it's a, and it's a really great example of, you know, sometimes our own expectations about what's to come, you know, aren't fully fleshed out in the way that it's going to happen. So we get what we need when we pay attention to the prayers and the feelings um, that come when we're listening for that voice, that, that voice told you to go see your family, um, you know, with your kids. Yep. The next one I think is worship. And there's lots of different ways. Um, I think that folks can worship, um, and heaven's knows now we have virtual worships and we have contemporary worships and we have traditional worships and we have small group <laughs> worships and we have large group worships. And so there's, there's <laughs> lots of ways. But when I got to thinking about the, the, you know, being together with people and, and, um, and worshiping God, I, the, the question came to mind. You ever heard a sermon that you feel like was preached directly to you? <laughs> oh, yes. Sometimes I just want to slink down on my seat and I just want to ask him, are you using your telescope to peer into my house? Yes, exactly. Um, me too. Um, and <laughs> I think there is so much. I'll, I'll just share, um, one for me. There was one on just the like true meaning of communion right before we had communion. And I just understood communion in a whole nother way that day and feeling like a little bit of that verse when you turn it over, all the old will be made new, right? And so there was like, I took communion that day in a whole nother way, like understanding that it's Jesus's actual entry, you know, into us to cleanse us, you know, his yeah. blood, his body. And, you know, and, and however you believe about, you know, the, the sacraments, I think the, the whole idea is that when we invite Jesus in to truly like, you know, be a fresh, be a new, it just gave me a whole look on the next week, the next year, the next few years um, from that one sermon. So I think that's uh, the idea of opening yourself up to listen to, to what others have to say, um, you know, and, and, and sometimes <laughs> it's that telescope into your life <laughs> um, <laughs> that you may or may not have wanted to hear. But like prayer will turn out uh, in, in what's needed. Another one I thought to highlight is, is songs. Oh, yeah. Because I think that there's there's a lot of folks that'll connect to music and whether it's some of the the classic hymns that have come from church or some of the more contemporary Christian music um that's out there. I made a a pretty active effort to to switch our car music um, you know, back when Evie turned about five 
um, because I'm one of those folks that was like, I just don't know what I'm going to, where she's going to hear when she can start actually understanding words. Right. And, right. And we've got some of these songs that we just like belt out in the car and it's, it's, you know, and I feel inspired. I feel like some of them also are meant to say, this is you, but particularly like the one that's like, God's not done with you yet. Right. Like right, we're right. works in progress. We're, we're coming along and on those days that I you don't know, feel like I've done everything right or I'm not sure what's next. I just play that song in my head. Like God's not done with you. Um, still working on you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. And it's funny, uh, you know, you're going through all these different types of, of worship. And, you know, I, I do believe that it's important for Christians to meet together and fellowship together and worship together. Um, but when I was in Qatar, that wasn't possible. You know, it's a primarily a Muslim country. There were some Christian churches there, but they were few and far between. And I didn't have a vehicle or means of transportation. So a lot of times what I would do is I would just go to YouTube. And, you know, I'd start with a Petra song that I knew and go down the rabbit hole and just listen to a couple of different just Christian contemporary songs, a couple of different worship songs, you know, and some of them were just, you know, were really just rocking it like Petra. And then, you know, there were some that were slower with some of the Hill song stuff. To me, that was just my own private worship right there in my living room, you know, through YouTube of all places. So it's just amazing just what you can do to bring that worship spirit forward. You know, it's important to worship as a group, but I think it's also important to, to worship privately as well. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> and a nice balance with their like needing to find time to be still and be quiet and need to find the time to like rock it out with music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, one more example I just think is really nice to share. I um uh, coming right after you, um, served as chair of nominating committee for <laughs> our church for elders and a big ask to ask somebody to commit to being an elder, right? It is, um, it is. And so as I was taking on that um task of, of asking, you know, a, a new person, the, the answer is very rarely yes from the start, right? People want to think about it. They want to discern it. Um, and so I got a call back from a dear, dear person that, that I adore. Uh, as she told me, she's like, Sarah, I have prayed about it. Um, you know, each and every night since you ask me, and every time I pray about it, I hear the song, Here I Am, Lord. So she's like, so my answer is yes. And so this is really great example of one of those classic hymns that, you know, was like her voice um, yeah. to hear what, what her yeah. answer would be. And I'm super thankful for the for the ministry, um, you know, that, that she's able to bring and and for God's answer to her. So I just ran out these um, parts, and there are others, but these are the ones that just came to my mind. It's conversations with fellow believers. And so whether that's mentors or friends or small groups, um, this podcast does that for me. And I think that we can't underestimate that part. When we start to try to discern, you know, what is what is right for us, there's a large part in doing that. But when you're able to process it with somebody else who you know, um, you know, and you enter that conversation with knowing that you both want what God wants for you, you both want what God wants for each other, right? That's an important part of discerning what, what God's voice is, right? 
And I'm going to throw in one more um, fellow believer that, that I hear from a lot, and that's my daughter. She's now nine. God has talked to me through her um, since the day she arrived. I have a bit of an example to share here um, at the end for her. But it's not to think that the, the conversations always have to be with somebody who has it all figured out, right? When you do it in, in the context of believers, um, you learn a lot. I shared with you just right before this, but I feel like the listeners might be interested to know too. Um, I had so many ideas um, about what to do for this podcast. And I know we have others, you know, coming, but just, just wanting to create what I thought would be a good message for today. And so I asked my daughter, I said, Edie, what do you think God would want me to talk about in this podcast? And she said, in a very, very blunt way, what's on your heart? <laughs> so there you have it, folks. This is on my heart today. You know, and that's, that's honestly, that's how it works. I, I probably shouldn't share this with everybody, but a lot of times when I have a topic for a podcast, I'll just pray and I'll just start talking. And, you know, sometimes what I think I'm going to start talking about, it morphs. And by the end of the podcast, I'm like, well, wow, that's okay then. You know, and that's actually happened twice. One time it was with a guest and she started talking, then she stopped and she started laughing. She said, you know, this is what I had actually planned to talk about. She was planning to talk about just a specific situation in her life where God had helped her through. And we just started talking about how God comforts us so we can comfort others. And uh, she just laughed and said, yeah, that's not what I had planned on talking about, but that's what we wound up talking about. And that's kind of been the theme for this whole season is, you know, God comforts us so we can comfort others. I love that. From so many spaces, like it is turning over that control, you know, um, sometimes and, and, and turning it back into that heartfelt God's words. And it just makes me think about that very, um, you know, classic verse we hear all the time. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, my Redeemer. Like, and help me just be honest in what those are. Help me like not try to cover this up in some form and fashion that I've, that I've created, you know, in, in this way. Like, speak through me, um, to, to the people that need to hear your word, your comfort. Give me some comfort in figuring these questions <laughs> out as we talk about them out loud, which I also shared, you know, ahead of time. I think one of my goals in this podcast is to bring the things to the table that I struggle with, yep. that I don't always have figured out, because I think that's in relation to the folks who are out there listening. You know, these are the things that, that we're all, and I think the more honest we are about that, the, the more we make that connection. And get to the heart. Oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, we were talking just before we started recording, and I'll share it again here. My very first episode for the season, I was very transparent. And I remember it was right at the height of when everything was just going completely wrong in Afghanistan. And I was just so angry. You know, I, I bookended it. I, I saw the very first airstrikes launch for Operation Enduring Freedom. And then over a decade later, I was there closing things down. And just to see all that work. I, I mean, I was just, I can't even, I'm getting angry just thinking about it, really. And in that first episode, that's what I talked about. You know, the episode was called, you know, how do you recover from rock bottom? I was very transparent with, you know, the good and the bad and just sharing how I got through that. And I think people appreciate that transparency because what you're struggling with, other people are struggling with too. 
you know, and when they see, okay, well, this is, this is how he got through it. Let, let me try that and see if that works for me as well. You know? So, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. And I so appreciate the ability to storytell together because I, I know that there's, you know, there is a part of this of just being able to, to hear stories that we can relate to or relate to in different ways or not relate to and think, you know, I'm learning something from that. I think that that just makes this podcast really strong. All right. So I got one more question as I was sort of thinking through all of this. We've got some spiritual disciplines that kind of bring us closer to God that start to open up God's words. But then how does God's voice actually manifest? Um, (laughs) So we first started thinking about it. I mean, the very first thing I think about from my childhood days in church is Moses in the burning bush, right? So yeah, like yeah. God came to talk to Moses and he lit a bush on fire. Um, and then Moses heard his actual voice, right? I think very few of us get that really strong visual and the really strong audible, but it might be out there. So maybe he shows up as a visual and an actual audio. Maybe it's a little bit more like Samuel's story, where he shows up in an audible way, um, speaking to you at night that you at first don't recognize. You go, <laughs> your other boss, Samuel, Samuel, I'm here, I'm here, I heard you call. I didn't call you. Um, <laughs> and so sometimes maybe there's an actual audible voice. Sometimes maybe there are signs or dreams or visions. And I think sometimes these can be those more elaborate Sometimes these are those daydream visions. Sometimes these are those rainbows in the sky. Sometimes they, there are lots of signs and, and visions that, that may happen. Maybe what I wanted to focus on today, all of those might be possible. I, I think there's been one point in my life where I felt like I heard an audible voice, which was just simply at my at a sheer, sheer exhaustion point that I could not move on, that was rest my child. And that's the only one that I that I think that I've ever actually heard. But I think I shared in, in a previous podcast as well that exhaustion will bring me real close to God. Because that's when I pray, please let me sleep. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing left to give. <laughs> Surrender point um, that that I will often often like get real 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 close. The other thing that I wanted to to bring up in in the way God's voice manifests, um, particularly that we just celebrated Easter, Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. It opened the door for the Holy Spirit to live in us, and so. I think very strongly, you know, all of us um, Christians um, and those who are, are thinking about becoming Christians to open to the idea that this this third part of the Trinity, the, the Holy Spirit lives within us and creates this knowing, this feeling um, that we get this internal voice um, that comes. And when we can still some of the other noises or read scripture, pray, listen to um, words and worship, you know, sing songs, have conversations with others, um, that it really helps us discern what that Holy Spirit's voice is. And Todd, I'm going back to scripture um, for the Holy Spirit here. In John chapter 14, um, verses 15 through 18, 
These are Jesus's words um, to his disciples before his upcoming crucifixion. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So the idea that Jesus forecast before he died to his disciples that he won't leave. He is going, the Holy Spirit's with them and as he goes, it will live in them. And as he, you know, is, is, is coming to the, um, you know, part of this, just a few verses later in, in verse 27, he says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. So I just come back to the idea um, of being open to what that Holy Spirit um, has to tell us in, in our discernments, in our, in our prayers, for the things we want, for the things we don't want, and to hearing what God's message might be for us. Amen.